What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Miltrick Media. I am sitting down with Hungary and United Kingdom-based producer, Dexter. He's also a sound engineer. Dexter, how is it going? Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for hosting me. Um, really kind of you. Yeah, go- good. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited going to have well. you on. So we connected on Instagram a while back. You've been putting out amazing content regarding music production. You put out content daily. You put out reels and videos. So how long have you been a music producer and a sound engineer? So I started uh, DJing in an online radio when I was 16, like 15 years ago. And um, that's when I started. And then after I finished high school, I went to uni to learn sound engineering and music production. And that's where I started. So, <laughs> Yeah, nice. That's awesome. What do you love about producing music and being a sound engineer? What made you fall in love with that career? I, I always loved sound and music, but mainly I liked um, to tweaking the knobs and um, designing the, the sound um, to have the quality, clean quality sound. And yeah, that motivates me to, to, to have a radio quality sound and just, just love the music. I love different type of genres, even rock music, hip hop. R&B. I like to produce R&B because that that's, um, represents me more than anything else. Yeah. So you said you started producing when you were around 16 years old. Before that, did you play any instruments? Were you playing in bands when you were younger? No, actually never. So I, I tried to make a, I tried to do DJing only and then I learned keyboard and that's all. I don't have, um, a music background or or anything particular i'm not not a talented boy who grew up doing drums or playing guitar or anything but i was always near um musicians and you know setting up microphones and stuff like that yeah no that's awesome so you said you started with djing and djing online were you also djing at venues around you locally or was it mostly online no, it was like a hobby online. That's it, for um, for um, online radio. It was between my between my friends. They were listening. That's all. So nothing particular. Yeah. No, that's cool. So, in terms of when you were growing up, the music that you love listening to. You mentioned how you produce and love different genres. You mentioned R and B, rock, hip hop. What were your favorite musical influences growing up? Honestly, I, I listened to a lot of rock music back then, like, and my favorite band would be like Red Hot Chili Peppers till now. I love them. And yeah, it's like, that's the most influenced. But then, you know, I always liked, like to listen to Eminem, you know, or, or 50 Cent, like that type of stuff really i mean a- anything actually so it's it's nothing like i i prefer one genre or or <clears throat> or one specific artist i love i have like if there's a good music in any genre i just love it and you know if that's something to say it, i feel 
what the artist wants to say or what represents that song i just i just like i just love it and doesn't matter yeah no i agree yeah great music is great music some like the red hot chili peppers they were a favorite band of mine growing up as well yeah same with me like just good music to me if it's a great song i love it it could be any genre you know what i mean i grew up listening to a lot of rock and roll as well rock artists you know later on hip-hop pop and i was inspired by a lot of different genres so you have your own online store where you sell mixed templates you also work with numerous different artists and clients and producers so when it comes to what you sell in your online store and creating an online store what inspired you to start an online store for mixing and music production originally i just started to make videos i i like to share my knowledge and um and it's i think it's really great because i learned a lot also over the internet and i discovered that what power is there so to share your knowledge and to to it makes me really happy when someone says oh I, I liked your work. It really helped me. I get a lot of messages like that. And then that inspired me that if people really, really wants more and more. So, and, and I, and they kept asking me if you have like templates available or vocal chain that would really help them. And that that's where I started to make my online store so it also made me a little bit more income so i can give more and i can spend more time on it because i just love to do uh, mixing and mastering actually that that's i i actually like more mixing other people's song than mine <laughs> yeah now i agree when i've worked with clients and when i've done mostly mixing and when i'm mixing someone else's song in a way it's easier for me sometimes because when I'm doing my own music you have more of an attachment to it but when you're working with someone else's song you can look at it from a more logical or pragmatic aspect from me I feel like I'm able to detach more but when I've mixed my own stuff I've thought about it a lot harder it took me a lot longer to finish because I was thinking of all these different nuances and what I was trying to accomplish with the song as a songwriter too, and I got in my own way a little bit. So I know I know what you're saying, you know. Yeah, mixing my own song is like a bit of feeling like intimate, you know, um, and you just want to create the best of the best. And um, but also mixing a client song, you 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 want to create the best, but you're looking at it in a different perspective. So um, yeah. And then you have another person who looking over. So when you made something, you send it to the client and, oh, that's not going to happen. And can you change that one? And that, that helps me too to learn. Okay, they, they listen with a different ear, with a different mindset. And, and it's, it's just, for me, it's e easy to, I mean, easier to, to progress with a mix. If I have my client and they, you know what they want, you try to... Uh, adjust your um, work to their ear plus you put your own um, thing inside into the project yeah yeah and I agree you always want the best no matter what even if you're working with an outside client an outside artist regardless you always want to get the best song and the best finished mix possible so with your content and what you're doing currently 
you work out of Logic, that digital audio workstation, right? So what made you choose Logic? There's so many options out there, so many great doors. Why Logic? It's a great question. So when I went to college, we learned on Pro Tools back then. And I think like it was like 15 years ago, I think there wasn't Logic yet. So the most uh, popular DAW was Pro Tools and it was on Mac. So we we progressed on that. And that, that one has a very similar layout to Logic and the way it works, how you set up the buses, the auxes, and then um, and menus are, are similar, um, except the production part. Um, but other than that, it's very similar. And I, I loved actually working with Pro Tools and Logic is like when I found out about Logic and and it's also good for production. Um, I just picked that one. I tried FL Studio earlier and I tried um, Ableton, Ableton Live, but that's, I didn't like that too much. And there was um, Cubase, Cubase. Uh, it's, I just couldn't connect with Cubase. There was um, another software called Cakewalk. Yeah, that one I used it for a couple of years. I mean, let's say two years. And then I just switched to Logic because that, that's more familiar to me. So I, I could connect with Logic, with the projects, how I set them up. And the bus is very important. Um, yeah, and the workflow. I like the plugins also. I still use them. In actually, in my mixes, I, I use sometimes stock plugins because those stock plugins are, are really powerful, actually, in Logic, too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. When I went to university as well, we learned on Pro Tools. That was what a lot of the curriculum was on. There was also Logic as a secondary. I grew up using GarageBand, and Pro Tools was great, but I've noticed... For me, once I left university, I also, I had my MacBook and I started on GarageBand. It was a lot easier for me to connect with Logic. It was, and I love the program, the stock plugins. They have great stock plugins. I still use them as well when I'm working on songs and mixing and stuff like that. And even their software instruments. It's amazing how much they pack into it. So I know what you're saying, like Logic was what I connected with the most. I still use Pro Tools, but Logic is first for me right now. Just something about it because I grew up with GarageBand. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a great software. So I've talked with a lot of producers and even artists. And even when I first started producing and trying to make my own songs, there was a lot that I didn't use at first, not realizing the importance of it. Like when it came to bus, busing and aux tracks and everything. So let's talk about what is a bus? What are auxiliary tracks when producing? What are those two things? I'm using the buses to send out signals um, to an auxiliary channels, and I'm using them for effects, for uh, parallel compression, for um, I don't know <laughs> many stuff. Actually, you can use them for side chaining. Um, actually, in Pro Tools, I use them most for sending out signals for side chaining, and then the side chain signal didn't have any sound so i i just switch off the output 
and and use the signal as a sidechain. But in logic, for example, it's much easier. You don't need to do that because the plugin has the option to sidechain it directly from the original track. And that was easier. But um, yeah, this is what I'm using it for. Yeah. In all of your productions or most of your productions, do you use parallel compression in all of your productions? Do you always have a certain effects template for your tracks? Do you have a go-to template? Actually, I... Uh, it's funny, but I don't use my own template. I always... I mean, I, it, the end result is going to be always similar, but uh, I always like to build it up from the beginning. And, um, and yeah. Yeah. And I use, I use always parallel compression for... Um, for um, even on the master bus and um, yeah, for the drums, for sometimes depends on the track, but um, instrumental to make the sound a bit fuller or, or vocals even depends on the song. Yeah. What is parallel compression? So it's actually, they call it also New York compression, isn't it? Um, the basically when you have two signal and it's still the same signal, isn't it? So that's that's what parallel compression is. Yeah. And you use a compression on the second one. Yeah. If yeah, I if I could describe it, if I could describe it well. Yeah. When you're producing and when you're working on a new song, do you focus on the drums first or the lead instrument? What do you like to start with? When building a track from the ground up? When I'm producing? Yeah. Oh, when I'm, yeah, okay. So when I'm producing, I, I always come up with a melody or I use a sample and I make a good sample. And after sampling, um, yeah, I just build on that sample a little bit of instrumental. And... Um, the the second thing I would put is the snare always to to have that groove with the snare hi hats eight oh eight then the last thing normally I add is like a, a kick sample because I feel the kick sample has to punch through and if the kick sample I put in the beginning then it might doesn't punch through as I would put in the in the last step so I always try a bunch of kick sample and and the best one which cuts through the best that's what i pick normally yeah yeah besides eq and compression when you're mixing and when you're producing do you have a favorite plugin oh good question actually i don't have favorite plugin i like but um i use the 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 main thing that that has to be a good one, is the mastering limiter. I normally, um, when mixing, I and even when I'm producing, I put a master limiter on the track, and then I'm going to, I can predict how the sound will be at the end. So, and I can push my faders to the maximum. So the, the sound will be already in the production similar to the end result. So I know what's happening. I'm not going to have surprises at the end. Yeah. That's my. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. 
if someone wants to get started in the career of sound designing, if someone wants to become a sound designer, what advice do you have to them? Who know the physics? <laughs> yeah. Work hard and yeah, don't give up. Yeah. You mentioned earlier in the interview with the styles of music you produce, R&B currently is what you feel you're working on right now. It helps like get you out the most. Like it gets what you're feeling and what you're trying to accomplish out the most currently just at the moment. So why R&B? Yeah. Why do you like producing R&B music? What is it about when that I style? It comes down to the quality in that sense that when I listen a song, it's like, in a way, it's minimalistic and each sound can be heard like very clean. And I think that's why. Yeah. Do you like working with samples or creating your own melodies more when building a song from the ground up? Or do you like to combine them both? Um, let's say three out of five of my songs are from samples. Oh, cool, cool. And then I, I tweak them. But um, recently I done, and also previously I done productions with um, my old melodies that I came up with. But um, I would say for me, the hardest thing is come up with a melody. So in a production. Yeah. How do you find these samples? You mean... Uh, the samples you use in your songs or when you're working on a track, where do you go to find samples? Uh, where do I go? Um, I'm on Splice too, um, honestly. And um, I'm working with... Audio box, if you have ever heard the sample label, they're Audio. sending me the samples. Oh, nice. That's sometimes. awesome. Yeah. Skimmy. Um, skimmy with fun, fun with Skimmy. If you heard the guy, the good producer, he, he's sending me samples. And um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I use Splice as well. I love Splice. So you use Splice sometimes. You also work with producers who may send you samples that you then work with that's awesome yeah that's also if if i can mention yeah, yeah go for I it. i also sample songs that i like so i can sample out stuff and tweak them around and then that's it the, that those are very powerful actually the songs that you like if you sample like you like that snare and there is a way to get that snare out from that uh, that song you know yeah for sure so with your Instagram account and across your social media, you've been pumping out high quality content consistently. You post videos on reels just about daily. Your Instagram has grown to over 28,000 followers. When you're making that content, how do you edit and create that content? Oh, so a uh, many questions. Uh, I got many questions about this. So I came across with this um, plugin, uh, not plugin, sorry, uh, software called uh, Camtasia and I like the way I the why I like this oh, why I like this um, this specific software because I don't need to set up uh, with anything with my operation system I just start the Camtasia and and it records the computer sound as well and that's one thing and the second thing it has good editing um layout too so i can edit 
my videos with with the same software I record. Sometimes I use Final Cut, but um, Camtasia is easy. Yeah. So the name of it is Temtasia. Camtasia. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like cam, like webcam. Yeah, I gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah, because the videos you put out, you're in Logic, you're in that digital audio workstation, and you're giving these tips and tricks, and you're going, you're zooming into the audio tracks, you're zooming into the faders, and you're showing all the buttons being used. And the way it's portrayed, it's so smooth. You're giving, you're giving your followers and the audience kind of an in-depth analysis, which is really cool, especially how it zooms in and it moves throughout the program and you're able to see that in the vertical video format. So that app just is a big part of it and helps you set up those kind of camera cuts. Is that how it works? Yeah, so uh, with this idea, I came up, actually, I was watching a guy on Instagram called Larry O. Do you know him? Oh, Larry O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a producer yeah, yeah. and he makes all this content like FL Studio, right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. an FL guy. He's a nice guy. Sometimes he's messaging me and he's a really cool guy. Um, and then I just watching his content and sometimes he zoomed in in kind of um, good way. And then, okay, I, I, I tried to do that. So I tried that and it, it basically many people likes it. So I just continue. But um, what I noticed, he didn't turn the camera, you know, and and I said, oh, that would be cool if he turns the camera. And that, that's what I do now. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. In terms of what's next for you as a sound designer and a producer, what projects are you working on currently? What artists are you working with right now? Um, there is a guy called Solo AG. He's from New York, if I'm not wrong. He's really great. He, he's singing in Spanish. Um, there's a girl called Okineri. She's she's cool. She has a rap rap vocals, and sometimes we cook up something with auto tune. Um, and there is a guy called Risky from London. He he's very constant with this um, music, so that's good. That's awesome. That's awesome. So. In terms of all the projects you're working on now, what else do you have planned for the future? Are you going to possibly um, expand with more mixed templates? Are you going to expand your online store? Like, What else can you share with us in terms of what's next for you with everything you're doing? I'm planning to make a um, course, um, a video course, because many people are messaging me about that, and that would be really awesome. If I can do that, that will be a big job and big project. I um, actually put all in my products a lot of effort and my heart, but um, this one will be very challenging and I hope it will work out well. No, that would be great. Yeah. And like how you advertise in your content, besides the videos, you have links to your shop through Instagram. You also have your website, right? Where you have the yeah. templates available that people could check out, they could purchase, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was really a headache to set it up all, but um, at the end it pays out, and it's it's great to to I mean the and it pays out in that sense that I can really help to people and and they they just thank me for the help and they love they love them so uh, I I don't have any bad feedback so far about 
anything and it's a good good feeling yeah no it's awesome so for audio engineers and music producers out there dexter let them know what templates do you have available if people would like to check them out and purchase them for audio engineers um we have the vocal templates um one with logic stock plugins only which is really cool and um, recently i made another vocal templates vocal presets with um, waves plugins and that that's pretty cool because i set up every macros and easy to dive in to the settings um there will be also we have um, mixing templates with lo- that unfortunately only with logic um, only with logic uh, daw logic pro and um, i'm planning to make it in pro tools and cubase too so that will be in the future we'll see what i'm gonna have time for yeah nice that's really exciting yeah Dexter, where can we find you on social media? Let the audience know all of your social media links, your websites, your shops. Where can we find you? So my website is, oh, to, I, I, I need to spell it. So it, No, it, yeah, it's, take your time. Spell out everything, all of your social handles. <laughs> yeah, spell them out. So dxt3r underscore lab is my uh, Instagram. So follow me there if you haven't. Maybe you take something from it. And um, my um, website is um, dxt3r.com. So it's very easy, but it's pronounced Dexter. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And you find that everything. Actually, I have my SoundCloud. You find me Dexter, dxt3r. And... um, yeah, SoundCloud, Spotify, the same. Nice, nice. You also have a, a TikTok, YouTube. Oh yeah, recently I started TikTok. It's the same um, username as as Instagram, and I have my YouTube channel too, under the name of Dexter. So you find me there too. Nice, that's awesome. Well, Dexter, it was a pleasure to sit down and talk with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show talking about your career as an engineer, sound, talking about your career as an audio engineer, sound designer, music production. We got to talk about tips and tricks with music production and everything in between. And like I said, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Be sure to check out Dexter and his website. And like, I want to spell it out correctly. So it's D3XTR Lab? No, it's DXT3R. Yes. I, I picked this username because there were many Dexter and I didn't want to mess up things with other artists. So no, I got you. That's, it's the, that's no, the reason. You. Anyway, thank you for hosting me. It's really, really kind of you and really nice of you for inviting me to your podcast. And um, if I can return your favor. <laughs> Yeah, no, pleasure's all here. Thank you for coming on the show. Like he said, check him out on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. He posts content daily about tips and tricks in audio engineering production, a lot of tips and logic. He has mixed templates on his store. Check that out in his shop. 
And thank you guys for tuning in and checking out another episode of Miltrick Media. We sat down with UK music producer Dexter. Check him out, Dexter Labs, on all social media platforms. And we will see you soon for another episode of Miltrick Media.